Brand new podcast, everybody. I am sitting in uh, Park City with Ryan O'Neill, Ari Shafir, Steve Renazizi. We have a ski weekend week, actually. It's some of the best skiing we've ever done. I've ever done. It's been a blast. Um, but uh, still in the Body Shots World Tour. Come find me. I am in Durham, Charlotte, Orlando, Atlanta. Not in this order. Tampa, Fort Lauderdale, Vegas. New Orleans, Dallas, Austin, not in that order, in February. Come find me. Ari Shavir has been an absolute dick to be around. One of the most horrific human beings I know. If you're a female comic and you hate him, I side with you. <laughs> oh, a little tit for tat, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, all females. <laughs> um... But yeah, it's been a great fucking day. We just got here today. Uh, Mark Norman and Sean Patton coming tomorrow. We're skiing tomorrow, Thursday, Friday. We're doing shows. When is it, Ari? Friday? Yeah, they're all sold out. Okay, never mind. They're all sold out. So uh, so yeah, uh, the tour's been fun. Thank you, everyone, that came out to Boston. That late show in Boston on sa- Sunday night was one of the best shows I've ever done. I've been being pretty good on the road with not drinking too much, uh, but and that tour bus I fucking love. Tom Segura can suck my dick. I am the tour bus champ. He is absolutely nothing, and he's a fat absolute nothing. This podcast is brought to you by Blue Apron. I absolutely love Blue Apron. Have you guys ever tried Blue Apron? I love it. I love Blue Apron. Uh, Blue Apron is the number one home delivery meal service in the country. It's brought my family so much closer together we all eat blue apron together once a week or uh, three times a week we all sit together and eat dinner together and my daughters literally won't try food unless it's blue apron if we make it they're like eh. but if blue apron makes it it is phenomenal they have uh, all their meals are inexpensive for the family it's less than ten dollars per person which you're not going to get if you go to the store and do it yourself and all the ingredients are delivered directly to you they're fresh and you can make every meal in under 20 minutes. Uh, we pound through these meals, and it is absolutely amazing. They've got three different meal programs. They've got the two-person meal plan, the family meal plan, which is four people, and they've got the wine meal plan. We do the wine meal plan and the four-person meal plan. But uh, honestly, it's it's almost like having all the meal prep done for you, delivered to your house, and then set out in your kitchen, and you just got to go through the in- ingredients and uh, do it together. I absolutely love them. Uh, check out this week's menu and get $60 off at blueapron.com slash BurtCast. I hope that's the right read I'm doing. Let me see. Halston, take that part out. Nope. Keep it in. Check out this week's menu and get $60 off at blueapron.com slash BurtCast. That's blueapron.com slash BurtCast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. This podcast is also brought to you by Untuck It. I have been wanting Untuck It to sponsor this podcast for so fucking long. I have bought personally from Untuck It because I have the weird kind of body where if I get a shirt that fits me, all of a sudden it looks like I'm wearing tails, and I do not like those shirts. I get you the uh, not Brooks and Adam, uh, Brooks Brothers. Brooks Brothers shirts are really comfortable shirts, but they're they're so long. They're meant to be tucked in, and I don't want a shirt like that. I never tuck in my shirts. I've never tucked in my shirts. And these shirts are made so that you can keep them untucked. They've never been – that's the way they were made to be worn. Untuck It makes shirts specifically designed to be worn 
untucked and you don't look fucking sloppy not too long not too short for that clean casual look you can wear at the office they have literally a ton of fucking combinations they've got fit combinations they've got looser ones athletic guys tall short slim all ages go to untuckit.com or visit one of untuckit's 50 stores across the u.s and canada untuckit even offers free shipping and returns on all the orders in the u.s Use the promo code BIRDCAST for 20% off your first purchase. So if you want the perfect fitting shirt, regardless of your shape and size, and by the way, I should note that I bought a double XL, and I'm not a double XL. I'm an XL, but they say they do run a little uh, little small. Regardless of your shape or size, try the original Untuck It shirt, and remember to use the promo code BIRDCAST for 20% off your first purchase. This podcast is also brought to you by 4Hymns. Have you ever looked at a photo of yourself from a few years ago and go, God damn, I looked good, and then you you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, fuck, when did I get old? What happened to me? When did I start looking like my dad? Some things get better with age, like wine or single malt scotches or jokes sometimes. <laughs> when you hear an old joke, you're like, oh, I don't remember when people could laugh at that. Unfortunately, it's not the case when it comes to your skin or your face. Most guys don't do nearly enough for their skin despite all it does for them. Soap and water are not how you do it. Trust me, I've been fighting with my face for the past four years. And soap and water is not the way to prevent aging. There's something you can do to fight against aging, and it's starting in your face. 4Hims is one-stop shopping for skincare, hair loss, sexual wellness, all for men. And their anti-aging kit is a custom prescription cream tailored for your skin that keeps your skin looking youthful, smooth, by reducing the appearance of wrinkles and fine lines. Their secret is not a secret. It's tretinonin. It can renew and restore skin by simply increasing collagen, the protein that keeps your skin firm. It takes seconds to apply, and it's the same treatment celebrities use to keep their faces looking young, except you don't have to go to a dermatologist and go and have that awkward doctor visit where you say, I want to look young. You look good. You just go right now. Go online. The doctors they provide you are online, and they evaluate your skin and prescribe to you an anti-aging custom treatment. All you got to do is take a couple pictures, answer a few questions. Bam, you are there. It's your skin. You don't want to be a face in crowd or the face in the crowd. Order right now and save $20 off your first month of Hims Anti-Aging Kit. Lock in those looks now and get your first month of Anti-Aging Kit for $20 off. Go to 4Hims.com slash BirdCastSC. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash BirdCastSC. For hymns.com slash birdcast sc. This podcast is also brought to you by Toyota Untold. Dude, I've been waiting for this shit to happen in podcasting forever, and finally Toyota's doing it. I'm so excited for this. Toyota is not just a car company, it's the new podcast, Toyota Untold, and it's not just about cars. It's about mobility, about overcoming challenges, making dreams come true, helping people move physically, socially, and emotionally, finding solutions, respect for people, continuous improvement, sustainability, triumph, facing fears, celebrating life, and rethinking what is possible on Toyota Untold. You'll hear behind-the-scenes stories, how a son's love for his mother led to Toyota's unlikely origins as automated loom company, why and how Toyota Tundra was used to tow a space shuttle through the streets of L.A. I saw that on TV. The Tundra that protected a man as Paradise, California burned down around him, keeping him safe so that he could help others 
twice. Concept to production, what goes into design for the future, and so much more. From advanced technology to the Olympics, space shuttles, natural disasters. Discover how Toyota is rethinking mobility and taking podcasts to the next fucking level in the brand new podcast, Toyota Untold. You can find Toyota Untold right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's it for the reads, everyone. I am still skiing in Park City for the rest of the week. Check check my Instagram stories because I will be shooting all these guys and editing videos of all these guys skiing all week. We're having a blast. We're about to get in the hot tub. I'm about to have a Tito's and soda. I am not smoking marijuana because I want to breathe good and I feel healthy. I'm ready to get back on tour in two weeks. Big Super Bowl party. Go Rams. What else can we tell you? Oh, today's podcast. Um, so you, if you listen to Open Tabs, you know who these two people are. It's Kristen and Danny. Kristen and Danny. Uh, I know this is going to sound a little um, uh, not it's not entirely brand friendly for what the kind of podcast that I normally put out, but they are, uh, two, uh, Christian online personalities. They're married. They do car karaoke videos. I became obsessed with them because they went viral three years ago when my machine store went, when my machine story went viral and I started watching their videos and I, in a weird kind of voyeuristic way became obsessed with their vlogs because their life is so different than mine. Uh, that I couldn't stop watching what was so different. They do stuff like hang out with all their families. Danny, as you'll learn, was uh, in a touring Christian uh, acapella group. Um, Kristen was a Dallas cowgirl who moved to L.A. to act, got into a dark place, found God. It's a really interesting story. Um, and listen, if you're not growing as a, as a podcaster and trying to do different shit every now and then, then I don't know what the fuck you're doing. I find them interesting. I found them interesting on, uh, on open tabs. I, we were talking about it on open tabs and then they were in LA and I was like, fuck it. I would love to have you guys on the podcast. And we had a great conversation. I think you're going to find it absolutely fascinating. At the end, you hear that we're going to meet up in Indy. There was a blizzard in Indy. We were driving in from Ottawa and we got in late. And so we didn't get to meet up with them. But, um, that being said, I think the podcast that you have right now is pretty fucking awesome. So, without further ado, Kristen and Danny. This is I'm here with Kristen and Danny. What's up? <laughs> oh, fuck, I've wanted to do that for so fucking long. <laughs> Did I you get to be a part of it, Halston? You want to do it one, one more, more time? time? Let's do it. Okay, I'm here with Kristen and Danny. What's up? <laughs> Yay! So I'm going to start. Thanks for having us. Here, grab the mic. Talking to the Thank- mic. Thanks here, for having us. No, of course, of yep. course. Um, you can just almost eat the mic. Eat like, the mic. Keep it right yep. by your face. You can move it around as much as you want. Pull it to you. Gotcha. Um, so do you, you guys don't know how I became fans of yours? I no. want to know. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So you guys three years ago went viral on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I think the date was December 27th. Yeah. On our Christmas video. Is that the one you saw? Yeah. And so did I. Oh my goodness. So the two most top trending videos on that day was me and you guys. Nice. So I watch your video and I'm like, and I'll be really candid. I'm not a song parody guy. Sure. But then I go, but there's something about you guys that looked like you had a cool relationship. So I go, who are these people? So I go back and I'm like, I, I mean, I deep dived you guys so much. You have no fucking idea. And it was, it became a very guilty pleasure that I couldn't share with a bunch of people because, um, 
because I grew up I grew up in the South. My wife grew up in the South. We grew up with uh, regular family values. And you know, Hollywood's very different. And so when you start mentioning religion in Hollywood, as I'm sure you guys know, Absolutely. it's almost like you said the N word. Yeah. It's it's yeah. really it's yeah. really that bad. And mm-hmm. to tell to go into a meeting and say I'm Christian yeah. is a hate yeah, crime. You're the plague. You're like you're back in the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here, pull like, that mic right, pull it out. Yeah. Here, watch, pull it out to you. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's okay. I feel like it, there's a barrier between me and you, Bert. Know, and we're these people people me, that we wanna we wanna hug you. Where are you? But we had so much in common that I couldn't help I couldn't help it uh you both lived in LA for a while 15 years for 15, 15 years, years. you were uh uh you worked on attack of the show I was on attack of the show I was on G4 TV for for a decade so yeah. X play attack of the show any gamers that were back in the day the, I, they know me from that so and you were doing comedy videos doing comedy out here yep doing comedy remember, I've seen your apartment you lived in I watched a bunch of your fucking videos <laughs> you dude I deep dived you hard as fuck <laughs> And so, so it was like a guilty pleasure. I'd watch you guys' videos, and we're gonna. I don't, by the way, this I'm gonna get to interviewing you in a second. And the thing that switched me hard as fuck to being like, okay, I'm following them on Instagram. I'm following them on Facebook. I'm literally was. You guys took a family vacation to um, to uh, Branson, yeah, yeah Missouri, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, I don't know shit about them. I don't know anything about you and your family sure. growing up. And I was like, wait, I think you said something about cheerleader or something. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, hold on. How do I not know? And then I, <laughs> and I literally was like, I'm going to make it my mission to become friends with them and and bring them on my podcast and get to know them and le- and then turn people on to you guys. Because I think what you guys do is really fascinating. And we'll get to that. But first off, <laughs> I, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with I'm going to start with Kristen. Um you grew up in Texas. I grew up in Texas, Dallas. Dallas, yeah, Texas. The belt buckle of the Bible belt, baby. And so what was your trajectory on uh, growing up? I want, I want to know everything. I want to know <laughs> everything. And and we only have an hour because you guys got to catch a flight. But uh, growing up, uh, your relationship with the church yeah, and then and your relationship with Hollywood and wanting to move out to L.A., Sure. I'd love to know, uh, and Danny, chime in on the stuff that she sure, lies sure. about. He like, <laughs> I know, right? He, it's true. You like know my story better than I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I grew up in Dallas, grew up in Plano, North Dallas. Uh, grew up in a family that we went to church every Sunday. It was just yeah. what you did. Sisters? Just part of culture. I have one, one brother, oh, uh, Lance. He's That's good. You don't want her to have a sister. Because then if her sister's hotter than you, Thanksgiving's <laughs> off. It's confusion. Wait. Yeah, do I like yeah. you? Like, no, uh, I got a brother. Uh, my, my, my parents are just amazing, amazing people. My dad's not, not here anymore. He passed four years ago. Dad, okay, ready? Um, this is this is the stuff I do. What? Your dad was 6'4"? Yeah, six foot. Six foot. Dude, big guy. He was a big guy. Big yeah. handshake. Big big hair too. Lots Whoa. of hair. I fantasize about handshake. people's like when I see it's part of what's wrong with me. But you I just you, you get I their just story. Start, I start picking. I go. Oh, it's 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 really called bigotry. It's yeah, when you when yeah, you when yeah, you yeah. when you t- determine things about someone not knowing them. Yes. Yeah. But if you do it about white people, it's fun. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, we're we're cool with that. Well, we're he fine. was yeah, and he he was a man of few words, and he he had the the draw, the Texas draw, yeah. talk like this. Uh-huh. And uh, when I first met him, and he's a one word answer guy. Yeah. yeah. Few yeah. few oh, words, yeah. man of few words, and he would just it'd be yep. Nope, just like that. <laughs> yeah. And did a he big drink? hunter. Uh, he he did have. He was an alcoholic for for years in his life. Yeah, okay. he didn't. Uh, he was kind of got freed from that. For yeah. I'm thankful because um, it was not good for our family. Obviously, yeah. um, my parents were separated when I was little because of it. Um, but he uh, he's an awesome dude. He's very um, he's a stubborn guy. And so I mm. think when he was just done drinking, 
when he when his mind shifted that way, he yeah. was just done. Cold turkey. Well, let's hope that happens for me. So, yeah. Uh, so, so. yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. like he didn't go through AA yeah. or anything like that. He was just like, I'm done. I get you stubborn know? like that. I decide to quit drinking and I just shut I shut it off. And then I go, I'm not drinking. And then, But I become almost intolerable with my stubbornness. Yeah. Mm. But so... So at what age did you go, oh, I want to get, I want to, I, I want to entertain. Okay. So I went to TCU, Texas Christian University, and was on a track to, I was studying political science, wanted to do international law. And then um, I, my first time entertaining ever was when I started cheering for the Dallas Cowboys. So that's just something that you do in Texas growing up in Dallas. Like you got to audition one time to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader just to say you did it. And yeah. I had no dance experience. I never cheerleaded in my life. Um, I, I remember pulling up to Texas Stadium with a thousand girls wrapped around the, the stadium waiting to audition. And I was going to turn around. I got on the phone with my mom and I was like, mom. I'm not gonna do this. I borrowed a like a leotard and tights from my roommate in college, like a, 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 that lived in my dorm, and uh, I'm like wearing borrowed tights. Like everyone's got their hair and Velcro rollers and all this makeup on, and I'm just like, what am I doing here? So my mom's like, you get in there and you take your sack lunch and you go audition and you do this, and I'm like, okay. So I go and I keep making it past these rounds. There's like a lot of rounds to be a Dallas Cowboys shooter. Like you really? go, you dance, there's choreography, there's an interview, there's a talent I never portion. Made it past the first round. I know, okay, I'm sorry. I looked, <laughs> yeah. Did you shave? I don't know what's going on. Um, and so we, for the talent portion, I sang and played the guitar. Most, 95% of the girls danced. Yeah. And so that's really what set me apart. But it was hilarious because they call you up, there's like 80 girls left, they're dwindling it down from 80 to, you know, 30. And they're like, you know, Kristen or number three or whatever I was. And I come out and I brought my amplifier like to plug my guitar in. And it's just crickets. Like I'm walking over, grab my amplifier and like pulling it out, you know, <laughs> plugging it in. You hear everything. It's like, <laughs> like uh, hi. Uh, I mean, I just, it's a very, you can imagine. It's the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. So yeah. It's like a lot of judgment going on and they're sizing you up. A lot of bigotry as well there too. Like yeah. <laughs> sizing people up. And so, um, I mean... I was so awkward, but I did it. I sang Cowboy Take Me Away by the Dixie Chicks, but I changed it to like Dallas Cowboys Take Me Away. Like yeah. the and I ended up making the squad. I couldn't believe it. It was like I was literally auditioning just to say I did it. I made their show group, which travels overseas and cheers like on USO tours. I saw like 25 countries my year as a cheerleader. How old are you? I was 18 at the time. Yeah, that was the incentive too of her actually doing. That's the reason I stayed on the squad. Honestly, I'm like, oh, I get to be on the show group and sing. They they basically picked me because they needed a singer. I was the worst dancer. I was in the back all the time. Like we would do these shows like Pepsi conventions and things, and they'd be like, Kristen, move, and I'd be like, end up behind the pole at the conference, like you can't see me, and they're like, that's perfect, you know. And then but it was time to sing, get out here and do this. So cut to American Idol came the first season. Uh, they were auditioning in Dallas and I auditioned to be on and I make it to the top 30 that year. So I, Holy shit. so Not yeah, when you don't know shit about yeah. people, it was yeah. crazy. This is gotta, why you, my wife says you need to shut up at a party and let other people talk. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, you got to tell them the, so the, listen, the funny part of the story. So this is a first, take your back, take yourself back to yeah. the first season, rea- cusp of uh, yep. reality television. Yeah. It's like Brian so, Dunkelman's on Brian, it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Pop culture <laughs> trivia. He's, he's a uh, driving Uber. I will I, not be shamed by it. Uh, let no, me tell you something. I know Brian. I do know Brian too. Fucking guy. I know we could, we could talk Dunkelman later. He, he's a good guy. Um, so, reality survivors on a couple reality shows on MTV. That was like the cusp of reality television. I didn't know if it was going to be a hit. People in my dorm room were like, Hey, you're the girl that sings with the guitar. Go audition for this new show that's here. So I show up again, line wrapped around. It's like my second, I'm like, Oh, this is Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders all over again. It's all these people that are more prepared than I am. And I'm standing there and someone taps me on the back and I turn and it's Kelly Clarkson. But she wasn't Kelly yet. She's auditioning. And, and she's like, 
hi, um, this is going to sound really weird, but are you Miss Burleson? Guys, I competed in one pageant in my whole life because you have to in Texas. And I happened to be Miss Burleson at the time. And she recognizes me. I'm not even wearing my sash or crown or anything. And she's like. (laughs) It would have been really weird if you (laughs) were. Yeah, right. And then said, how did you you know? And I was like, I was like, yes, yes, I am Miss Burleson. Like no one's ever recognized me as Miss Burleson. And Kelly's like, well, I'm from Burleson. That's my hometown. And I see you all the time on the cover of the paper, you know, cutting the ribbon at Walmart, whatever you pageant girls. Kelly Clarkson must have been like, there's no way I'm beating Miss Burleson. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right, right, right. I'm so intimidated. Oh, but that was like my moment where I was like, oh, that is so cool. And then she somehow auditioned the way that, you know, you interview with producers and all that stuff. She auditions before me and I hear her. And I remember all of us sitting outside and I was just like, we should all just pack it up and go home like that. Yeah. Girls are going to win this thing. I have a secret crush on Kelly Clarkson that there's a... I, lo- I love her music yeah. and I yeah. can't play it with my windows down. <laughs> I Do real quick throw in Trinidad James if someone sees me. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, all gold, everything. <laughs> you went out and bought the Nissan because you know, yeah. it's yeah. so quiet. And so, uh, <laughs> I love, I, Kelly's amazing. She's yeah. such an amazing girl. Um, total, I'm so glad she won and, and I love her music too and she's just great. But So I ended up making it. So I'm the girl that I go in an audition and I sing Fallen by Alicia Keys. You remember that song? If I wasn't having four days of laryngitis, I would sing it for you right now. But I sang Fallen by Alicia Keys. And then I ran to the judges table after they told me I was going to Hollywood and fell under the table. Yeah. So I sank fallen. You can look it up. And oh then I fell. God. It's a great clip. So you can show that. It's totally it's a, worth it. It's a great grainy Kristen clip. Holt falling under the table, American Idol. You'll find it. That was my maiden, my maiden name. And so I. Yeah, Chase Leopard, voice monster edit. I need some, I need some, I need some fucking footage of this. Oh, it's great. It's on my page too. I'll, we'll, yeah, definitely. It's amazing. It's worth watching. So I'm like okay, maybe no one will watch the show. <laughs> maybe no one will see this happen. So you sang Fallen and then you fell. I sang Fallen by Alicia Keys and then <laughs> yeah. I fell. And so I'm like, maybe no one will make that connection. Cut to two months later, Access Hollywood's on. I'm in my dorm room at TCU because there's downtime between going out to Hollywood and all these auditions. And here she co- here comes Access Hollywood and I hear the music for the first time. And here's Nancy O'Dell. She's like, there's a new show coming out on Fox and check out this girl. She sang Fallen and then she fell. And I was like, dear oh God, please God. tell me someone else sang Fallen and then they fell <laughs> on the on the road. Oh and here I come and it was my first time to see myself on television. And they played it like, you know, three times on a loop. Here she goes. It was a great fall. It was a great fall. I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait to see if it. you're going to fall, this is the way you fall. And we've got guys. There's a guy, Monster Voice Edit. Is that his, is that his thing on Instagram? They're so good at do, taking videos and re-edit them and making them hilarious. That's so that what a cool experience. You know, my yeah. dad made me go, and when I was first moved to New York, they had uh, uh, want to be a VJ auditions. Yeah, and Jesse won yes. it, and so did Dave Holmes. Were yeah, the two guys who won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my dad said, "Get up and go." And I said, "Dad, but it's a long." Line. He goes, "No, no, 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 no. You're gonna never. You're gonna never." regret not going but you'll regret wait you'll never regret going, going but you'll regret not going yeah and he goes it's a neat instrument dude I, I to this day i when i see dave holmes i have a connection <laughs> with him i don't i mean i know him passingly sure we used to live on the same street but i i just go oh yeah good to see you know like you yeah. have a weird connection with that experience yeah jesse totally. went missing yeah <laughs> yeah, Oddly so. enough, yeah. Who, who saw that coming I, huh? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> shut up drugs got into that guy's life I, get the fuck I, out no way um, so yeah so American Idol really changed the trajectory of my life like I was in college at the time yeah. like I told you I was going to do international law all of a sudden I'm top 30 in this 
hit show. 18, 19 years old? I was uh, 20 at the time. And then you go, fuck it, I'm moving to... By the way, I what? curse. I hope you guys are cool with that. Really? You yeah. do? I had no okay, idea. Okay, okay, okay. We've heard your stuff. Oh my okay, gosh. Good. Super offended. Um, <laughs> I know, but, but I, I say some aggressive shit too sometimes, so... I know, it's really interesting this like cross-pollinating of audiences happening right now because like you said, like it was... We were taken aback to hear that you... Yeah listen to our stuff like when you talked about us on your podcast months ago yeah. and we had some friends or inbox messages yeah, like dude this found. comedian bird he's talking about you guys and we're like what what yeah. it was the so cool I was, nervous. About us. I was nervous that it was going to come out like i was shitting on you guys when i wasn't but there is i i think and we'll get to this in a second but i i think that there is a a usefulness for what you guys do for people that listen to my podcast awesome. it's not the same you're not going to get the same thing from me that you get from you but i think the what you guys do is pretty cool and i and i i i hey. am curious why you don't have a podcast personally <laughs> and but keep going it's i apologize a, I think it's in the mix but it's um, in the making, yeah. so so yeah so they american idol changed my life yeah they bring um, you back. i had an agent from the show they brought me back on the second season as a correspondent well they hired me as a co-host with seacrest and this to is take where Duncan's place. Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But I here's the a plot thickens. Here's how it happened. Right now, Dunkelman's in his Uber going, fuck. No, fuck. no. You know, I, I can't pick you up, man. I'm sorry. I gotta I gotta listen to this shit. <laughs> no. So so what happened is I went back to after I got voted off the show, I went back to TCU and then I read in the paper that Dunkelman wasn't coming back for yeah. season two. Called Nigel Lithgow because I knew him from season one. I was like, hey, and this was like a, a good idea at the time. Now that's like a formula. Bring a contestant back and let give make him a yeah. correspondent, red carpet, whatever. But again, this was like, this was 15, how many years ago? Yeah. You know, and so I call. I'm like, hey, I, I read in the paper, Dunkelman's not coming back. What are your plans for another host? He's like, well, I think we're just going to go with Seacrest, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, you should totally bring someone back that has had the experience of being a contestant that can relate to these people. He's like, well, who do you have in mind? And I'm like, well, me, me, I wouldn't be calling. I'm not calling to nominate somebody else. Well, I had um, Kelly Clarkson in mind, but she won. So, exactly. number two would be, I don't know me. You fucking dumb twat. So he's like, well, have you ever done anything like this before? I had been like a local um, news person in Dallas after I got voted off the show. I was like the idol correspondent in Dallas. So I like overnighted tapes to him, like legit video tapes. tapes, legit tapes, overnighted tapes. I had a couple producer friends on the show that were kind of in my corner, knew, knowing that these tapes were coming. Patrick Lynn, Rhonda Shea, who were on the show for the next 15 years producing. And they walked into Nigel's off office and like, you should give this girl a chance. And so he calls me like two days later and he's like, I'm going to fax you a contract to co-host this show. Can you be in Detroit for the first audition city in like three days? I asked TCU to give me my tuition money back for the semester and they gave me most of it back and I flew to Detroit. They didn't tell Seacrest that they hired me. Well, so that was fun to show up on the first day of work and be like, hey, and he's like, what are you? What are you doing here, Kristen from season one contestant? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like hey. I think I'm, I think I'm hosting the show with you. <laughs> Waiting to get sexually harassed. I know, <laughs> you're, I know what you do, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, let me look at my joking, joking, Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> no, but I was like, let me. In my mind, I'm like, should I go look at my contract? It did say that I'm hosting the show, right? Yeah. yeah. So long story short, I was basically filmed six audition cities as a co-host, but was cut out of the entire show, most of it. And then they gave me a job as a correspondent, so I lived in the house with the contestants and like mm -hmm. did did little stories around the house some of them made the air some of them didn't um but my goal i was like look i'm not trying to take him his job i just want a job and uh, uh and a real and an agent because uh, i love doing this I, I realized on my time in idol that i loved hosting shows yeah. and more than i did singing and hosting's a weird muscle it is it's, a weird muscle it's a very weird muscle and it takes a little getting used to and some people jump into it very quickly and for me i was not i was a really bad host 
I had a hard time reading prompter. I have a hard time reading out loud. So I could never... The prompter uh, things, it's a weird mind thing. You either kind of have it or it's its like a weird thing. Some that people can work. connect. Man. Yeah. I have a video of me reading prompter that I'm going to post on Instagram. <laughs> so I have my own TV show for a late night talk show. That was the connection is yeah. you had Attack of the Show. I was on the X show on FX, which, which was a late night talk show. And we never like cross paths during I my time. At- I wish I could. I wish I could DNA track it and find out. Yeah. But I would think so. I mean, because you when you know, when you see someone, you're like, God, Bert. I mean, I know I've seen your face just from what you do, right. but I'm like, man, well, I would I would argue we probably went up we probably tested for the same uh fucking horrific i i did maybe a hundred pilots oh yeah yeah i I did a hundred pilots i had a show on uh on um spike called fresh baked video games dude i'm that must be just where i've seen your face because back in that time i'm like man i know it like yeah. I don't know. I was like on a red carpet with Bird or something, and like you're working. For, I don't know. So, anyways, yeah, but, but so so then games. so then you get you do that. You yep. get an agent. Yep. Get an then, agent, and so I start booking shows. I moved out here, um, just lived with you know five people from I like who do I know from high school out here? Kind of how you do, and it's like I'm gonna give this a try, and um, started booking G. I booked G four, which is one of the first jobs I ever booked. Um, they brought me in. They're like, "What's the last video game you've ever played?" And I'm like mario kart on nintendo 64 i was just honest with them yeah. and they're like can you read prompter can you do this do you have a passion about games my dad ran um coin operated games his business back home so i grew up like penny arcades and arcades and bowling centers and doing all that i was like i love it i love games i'll learn yeah so i learned and i basically was on every show that g4 had until the network died you know um for for, for a decade but then I also worked for like Ener- the squeaky chair, dude. No. Jesus Christ, uh, <laughs> yoga moves back there. And so, so yeah. So I, but I worked for like TV Guide Channel, E. Um, I turned down a three, three-year deal at E. I just didn't want to do yeah. like Hollywood news. I thought so I did. Funny. I turned down a deal at E as well. Did you? What With was your Ryan, what Ryan were they, Seacrest? What were, you, uh, what were you gonna do? Like they wanted me to leave Travel Channel and go to um, E and do stuff at E. Hmm. And I, I think it was E. Maybe it was A and E. Anyway, I was just like, <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know where it was. Those are two very different networks, Bert. I can't remember. But <laughs> but I was like, I was like, I, I I got to a place. I'm in a very nostalgic place about Travel Channel because I got drunk and watched it last night. Aww, but, uh, are you yeah, missing but, it? Are you missing uh, it? No, I'm not missing it at all. Oh. But, I, but I, those times were so much fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but like, uh, I'm so much better without them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're good now. Hey, I it's make, seasons. I it's make more money on this podcast than I ever made on those shows. Wow. Hey, but it's seasons of life. Like I would never yeah. want to go back and do some things that I did ten years ago. Right. But I'm grateful for that season, Absolutely. and I love what we're doing. All now. right, so now let's get juicy on this before we sh- shift over and get the life story from Danny. Where were you? And I, and I know that my fans are going to go, Bert's for real. Where were you in faith during this time in yeah. Hollywood debauchery? Oh yeah, Dr- drugs and alcohol. Yeah, uh, boys. Like I want to know where. Yeah. Where was your moral compass during that time? Yes, all of that. Um, I, I, like I said, I grew up in church, but I had a, a head knowledge of like God, but not my heart wasn't in it, and I wasn't applying it to my life. Yeah. Back then, like a lot of hypocrite, critical people, you know, that say that they're religious and don't have any fruit in their life of actually studying what they say they believe. I, I just grew up in a in a culture like that. There's a lot of that in the South. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like we do this on Sunday, but then. Where is Jesus in my life the rest of the six days of the week? Definitely and, nowhere at Thursday at 5 p.m. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And and, and to, to be truthful, I mean, I had seeds of faith in me, but there was there was they weren't being nurtured, they weren't being watered. I wasn't really giving them much thought. So when I moved out here, I had a good head on my shoulders, but I was like going to be thrown to the wind like most any other young girl that moves here. 
I met Danny early on, on during that time and we were friends, just friends for three years. He saw me through my American Idol, what? Stop it. What I've been your... in that situation too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but Danny did and he'll tell. Sure, sure. I'll pick up Kristen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but he did. That's he real. Would, he picked me up from the airport when I would fly in for Idol, like to do work before oh. I actually moved here. Yeah. Um, I was engaged to someone else at the time. And I mean, we, the, we, not on the radar. Never thought I was going to get married to Danny. He was like my dude, my boy in LA. And I just knew he was a good guy. And so I just trusted him. You know what I mean? I knew yeah. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going, but this is a guy you can trust. And you know that within seconds of meeting Danny, you're like, you just want to, everybody wants to be his friend. He seems like I, I'm going to get to Danny in a second because I, I have a really good friend that I grew up that reminds me of Danny. But what about drugs and alcohol? Okay. So when I first moved here within like three months, I found myself doing things I never thought I would do in life ever. Like I'd be the last person that you'd be like, let me just have a, a crystal ball and see what Kristen Holt is doing from high school right now. You know, having her hair held back by a stranger, throwing up in a toilet from someone that she just met. Like, like I went through crazy town USA for the first three years I was in LA and he saw the decline. He saw me move out here with a good head on my shoulders and then like, oh no, what's happening? Cause he saw, he was out here longer than I was before. Yeah. So he had seen the cycle of, of friends. Why is like, she dating Luke Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> Luke Wilson was everyone's bottom for a period I, I, of girls I knew. Yeah. Like, oh, I went on a date with Luke Wilson. And you're like, you, you're, you're hearing this. You're, no, like, you're the 10th yeah. girl that's told me that. No, but as being being a red carpet host, you do mm -hmm. get those, you find those celebrities or people that have that reputation. I don't know anything. I'm not saying anything about Luke Wilson. I don't know him, but I'm, I am. I'm me, me either. I just know two girls that dated him but, that uh, went to rehab right after. <laughs> <laughs> but I am saying that that is, that is a trap and that, and that it's easy to fall into and you think you're the only one that so-and-so mm -hmm. has ever asked to come off the red carpet to go have dinner and then there's all these other you know and so I quickly found myself going I didn't know who I was after three years of living here I was like who am I and I had a breakdown in he was a personal trainer at the time as one of his many ways of supporting himself here living in LA and he, and he had a private training studio where he would you know train clients and I would go in and I'd come in at eight in the morning and I couldn't do exercises because I'm hungover from the night before I'm like falling he's want me to do skaters or whatever and touch my toe and I'm like can we do something else um <laughs> this is really really hard on my head right now um and so but he and we ended up not training and just talking and 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 danny's got like a pastor's heart he wants he he wants people to be fit and he wants people to do this but at the end of the day he's like how's your heart man how's your heart and yeah. and i and at 25 years old i had like a quarter life crisis i just broke down and i was like i feel like i've lost myself out here i feel like i don't know who i am my brother's visiting me next week and i don't i have a phone full of people that could probably give two craps if i died tomorrow like <laughs> would we, they party with me but would they really be at my funeral i mean i was like going through like yeah. that real stuff and and so we just started talking and, and I was like, will you hang out with me and my brother this week? Like you're the only decent guy in LA <laughs> for real. I found you. And will you hang with me and my brother? And he did. And we went to like a Dodgers game and just normal, like good stuff that week. And the day my brother left after that week, he was like, you want to go out tonight? And I could tell it was like, <laughs> like we're going out. Like we're not just going to hang and be yeah. friends. Like we're going to go out. And and first date, yeah, first date. So, so wait, how did the how did the engagement? Oh, end? and you asked me about faith. We didn't. I didn't find like God till later. I really want to know about Coke, but, but uh, yeah. <laughs> did you I, ever do Coke? I didn't do Coke. No. Ah, you missed out. No. The uh, what uh, what? How did the relationship end with the the engagement? Um, that was I was like. I broke his heart and it was brutal because I was a selfish jerk at that time. I, I would my have life. liked to have run into her at that and seen mm. from only from what I know now. Uh, did you ever go to church when you're out here? Um, so I did 
ish kind of like I went I like dabbled um but when Danny you want to take over because when I can we if we're gonna talk about the church thing real quick how you want to wait on that bird you want to come back to I want to wait on that because Danny is I I'm I'm, there's a lot I don't know about Danny but I assume to know about Danny yeah (laughs) the church story is great it's funny it's great and it's how we tell me right now how we came but it involves Danny so if you want to know his story before we tell you how we found God yeah and and we can come back to the how we met so pause I had a breakdown in LA 25 years old and Danny's a huge part of that and we did find going back to church but let's talk um so uh, tell me if I'm wrong you were part of a traveling (laughs) ministry show yes (laughs) <laughs> I'm singing so, evangelist i'm singing evangelist yeah, yeah. That's what they call okay it. so start there yeah so my, how old how old are you when you're doing this i was birthed into it so my my folks were doing it my my mother met my father when he was up in a quartet uh a singing quartet <laughs> and with the plaid jackets and the crew cuts back in the 60s tell him the name of the group uh oh the, please, let the, me guess <laughs> Uh, uh, Danny and the Psalms. <laughs> <laughs> They're called the the Revelators. So, oh, I like uh, it with plaid jackets. Plaid and jackets. And the, yeah, my I bad. When, I bet when Young Guns Two came out, they're like, "That was our name." <laughs> no, Revelators. <it> yeah, <laughs> the Revelators. Oh, I guess it was Regulators. Yeah, yeah Regulators. Regular. Mount up. Mount up. Mount up. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. So my my father was the tenor. Shook his leg apparently when he when he sang a little bit. So caught the uh, eye of my mom he, he was watching elvis yeah he was i know that you're not allowed to say that it's a hate crime to say i want america to go back to that time yeah but isn't there there's something so genuine and sweet about a guy just shaking his leg on stage and then the the, the, pretty, girl the pretty girl and say going oh i bet that guy knows how to move <laughs> oh that's yeah. so fucking yeah. beautiful so yeah he was in the group along with his brother and then three other guys and they traveled around, uh, you know, for like churches mainly. Out of and Indianapolis? Out of Indianapolis, yep, yeah. yep. And uh, so that's where my mom saw him. She was singing on her own at the time with a little trio of of girls. <laughs> uh, and so they're like, hey, we got to get together. So naturally, it just kind of fit into once they did get married, they were like, we're starting our own group. And so they traveled around, uh, get this group. They had a group at one point called the Heaven's Happy Sounds <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> you can probably Google that. I, I will. Uh, I will implore you to simply make that T-shirt and sell it on your website. Heaven's happy sounds. He, the, he, the heaven happy sounds. Heaven's happy sounds. So they, so they had this group. They had a, they had a few different groups, but once they started having children, uh, we became a part of the the show, if you will. So you've got a brother. I have. Yeah, I an older sister, an older brother, and then myself. So I'm the youngest okay. of three. And uh, and, and his so, brother. And his wife and their four kids travel around. They yeah. all play instruments. They have a tour bus. Yeah, they have a tour bus. So that's what we did uh, as a family. It, we, were, we were more weekend warriors. We weren't, it wasn't a full-time thing for us because yeah. the kids were, we were involved in sports and so many other things. And so Baseball? I would, my, yeah, everything, but my main sport was football. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he'll tell you, but he played in college, played overseas for a few years. Yeah. And that, yeah. p- part of the things that uh, you're not seeing if you're listening to the podcast <clears throat> is... Uh, Danny's got the body every guy wants. It's like a swimmer's <laughs> body almost. Like, yeah. but it's, now it's called a CrossFit body, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but you're in great shape. So when you it's went really through, annoying. you went through, he went through an illness <laughs> that we'll talk about. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get to. I think we have time. 
um, but uh, that kind of took your musculatureness yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I watched that on Instagram, and yeah. it was super scary. Yeah. And then I, a part of me was like, I should reach out. And then I was like, I don't fucking know these people. <laughs> like, he's going through Bert. health crisis, Bert's, and I, and I'm like, hey, what's going on with Danny? Like, yeah, fucking, what's wrong with me? Bird's calling Bert's to pray for me. Bird's one of those guys yeah. that like you just instantly feel like you've known for your you life. Do. You <laughs> do. Like, you do. This brother, this yeah. like, I just want to hug you. I just yeah, want to yeah. come over and like hang and talk in your backyard. Like, I. You're awesome. Yeah, uh, my daughters would eat Colt up alive. Oh yeah, yeah. Our, you mean my son Holt? Holt, not Colt. Sorry, but most people think it's Colt. Yeah, because we live in Indianapolis. But Holt was my maiden name. Must have been thinking. Oh yeah, Holt was my maiden name. So that's my son. That makes yeah. so much more sense. Hello. So it's all so, coming together. So you and your brother and your sister and your mom and your dad yep. are touring. Are touring, playing different instruments, singing, and then uh, there would always be a kind of a, a, a fun comedy component of what we did. And so we started we started doing variety shows. And where we would do music and then we'd come out. I'd come out in character, did a bunch of different characters. So that's where my character work started is on stage with my family. And and I loved it. I loved kind of morphing into another person's point of view, if you will. Danny changes. If you give him just a point of view of a person or a wig or a hat or a prop, it's like... <laughs> he like you. He'll be like, I know yeah. this person. I can yeah. like well, tell you, you where they yeah. went to school. And, and you can appreciate this, Bert, in comedy... Uh, people size you up as soon as you get on stage. Yeah. So I've done my, I've done some stand up and things like that. But it was, it was, it was a more, little more difficult because they're saying, okay, what's the jock got to say, right? What's you know, okay, he, <laughs> what, what hard life has he had or whatever? So I, I actually, but I'm like, my, my niche is sketch. I like getting into other characters and doing that. So and I had an interesting growing up. Uh, not only was I in this singing family, uh, traveling family, but I also went to urban like schools i was the token white kid if you will so i had that side of things so i had all this influence with from the black community that i loved and was a really a deep part of me and so when i was doing my one-man comedy show uh for a few years that was a big part of my show half my my characters were were black characters yeah you yeah. were touched by the culture yeah oh, oh believe it deeply yeah i was touched by the culture our, yeah. our wedding when we got married it was over over 50 percent of the guests yeah. were, were black yeah. And, and, yeah and in my mind i'm like i didn't get to grow up around diversity or anything like that yeah. and that was one of the things that drew me to danny is that he had all these friends that looked totally different than than i did or mm -hmm. anyone that, and and our church we ended up going to out here had 40 nations represented crazy and so yeah. we were like that when we started having babies our white babies were like the only all white babies in our group. I mean, it was like, the we feel so white sorry babies. for you kids. You're yeah. boring, you know? Yeah. And so anyways, yeah. was there a time that growing up that you, that you felt like your parents weren't cool where you were like, I I'm done with this. I want to just like, I want to be a teenager. I don't want to go sing on the weekends. Uh, not necessarily. I, I liked what, what we did. Um, That's if, cool. if anything, there was a platform there for, uh, to me to perform and you know and, and it was more than performing because you're you're doing you're basically kind of in a ministry but but I loved I the, the, the thing for me uh, is I love to make people laugh and I saw that a heaviness on people that would come in especially in the church which was kind of crazy is like, why y'all sad we should have some joy up yeah, in here kind of carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders and then I'd get up there and uh, especially as a kid and there's something innocent about a child that people trust and so i'm getting up there being silly and i saw these little frowns turning upside down i'm like dude i want to live in this space this really you know was fulfilling to me so that that is something that i think is set is heard flippantly people hear that and go oh yeah whatever but i don't think anyone understands and and i i hope that you can trans we can translate it to them but to stand in front of a group of a group of people people that are actually going through stuff in life yeah. and a lot of times people are going to church Sometimes for the first time in a while, because shit's going down. Yes. Yep. Yep. And if you can make people laugh, 
it just it happened to me when we thought we were going to have to put down Priscilla. Greg Giraldo's special was on, and I was really upset about thinking that she had some knee surgeries. And he told a joke that made me laugh, and mm. I forgot about everything. Exactly. And, I went, and it's it really is a beautiful thing, yeah. and I, I share that that obsession as well. Yeah, absolutely. But but so then you did that until what age? Until I went off to college to play football. Holy shit. Yeah. So you dating girls in high school going, hey, you should come out and see me with my family this week. Yes. 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 Shut the I mean, fuck up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we'd be, you know, hey, we're having our Valentine's variety show. Come on out. You know? Yeah. And that was, you know, and I'm up there doing funny stuff and characters and singing and everything else. And uh, it was, you know, it wasn't normal, but it was, I think it was, it was very intriguing to people. And the fact that we're, we're kind of spreading joy, if you will, it was, it was cool. Well, you can't shit on it. No, you can't, I, you can't shit on it. That's one thing. I'm not a clean comic. None of us will ever shit on clean comedy. Right. Cause like, it's and especially hard. like, man, I get obsessed with Christian comedy. Like there's Do this, you? who there's this That's woman, there's this, I'll call my manager. <laughs> my manager's Christian, like legit. Oh, legit, like, like, not a le- fake one, not like, a secret service one, like not a hardcore, fake one. Like, like, she'll quote She's the fucking Bible to you. <laughs> Hold on one second, I'll find out, I'll find out her name. Um, but, we so, probably know her, but go ahead, yeah. I guarantee you do. Uh, hold on one sec, I'll call her. Um, what, so, where did you, what, where did you go to college? Uh, I started, I went to a smaller private school called Olivet uh, Nazarene University up in, just south of Chicago, in Illinois. And so I went nice. there, uh, got some got some offers um, to walk on at some D1 schools, um, but I got money to go to the smaller NAI schools. So I said, all right, I'm doing that. So went there and, uh, and played played football, loved the school, loved the smaller community, and continued to do the fun stuff on stage. We did, you know, variety shows and fun things like that. So oh, nice. that's when I was, wasn't playing ball. I was still trying to make people laugh. And, uh, and you're and you're just outside Chicago? Uh, yeah, just south in Kankakee, Illinois. Is it part yeah. of you going, I got to go to a second city? Yeah. You know what's funny? At the time, I didn't I didn't know Second City. Um, yeah. and, and he was in his Christian bubble. And well, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know Second City, and you know we did what we did. But yeah, I I, I didn't know of the, of the. But cut to I I uh, studied at the Groundlings out here. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think I knew that. Now uh, I know I, I'm 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 certain you don't. I I don't think you're trying to um, craft your image, either of you. But there are things that I that I'm totally comfortable talking about that not everyone is. I do understand that. Oh, yeah. So if I ask you a question and you don't answer it, just go, just say marshmallow, Next. and yeah. then we'll just move. Yeah, 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 just marshmallow. So, um, uh, did you go to college of virgin? Uh, no. Ah, nice. I got. I'm fucking fascinated <laughs> by that. I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I didn't yeah. get married. So virgin. So wait. So wait. So uh, I had a really hard time. When I lost my virginity uh, is probably the closest I've ever been to God is I went to church all the time uh, because I it really fucked me up. I It wasn't a beautiful experience. Uh, it was it was very fumbly and accidental and people have heard it on the podcast. I'm not going to reshare it. But um, but I went to church a lot during that period and I, I had a hard time because I had a lot of Catholic guilt. Yeah. How did you feel when you lost your virginity personally with your relationship to God? Did you... Yeah. How did that feel? Well, it was it was interesting because not not only was it just the the having sex, but it was it was a thought that you would have because it was the teaching in the church that I grew up was was very legalistic and it was about do's and don'ts, rules and regulations. And for a young guy, especially a teenage guy, man, that's hard, especially when they're praying or uh, preaching hell from the pulpit and like, hey, if you have a thought, yeah, you know, you are going to hell. Judy, what's the name of that uh, Christian comic out of Atlanta? That lady that we liked. 
lady that we like out of Atlanta that's Christian. I think she's out of Atlanta. She talks about her husband, maybe. Oh, it's uh, Candace. Um, Anita Renfro? Anita Renfro, do you know her? Oh, Anita Renfro, no, no but I'm going to her. Who was you, were you going to say? Candace, like, Candace somebody. She's the real Candace. The, the is there a Candace you know? Okay. okay. I'm sitting with Kristen right. and Danny. They're on my podcast. And, and uh, I'll send you some of their info, but you're going to love them. Hi. I'm excited. I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited <laughs> to be turned on to them. I was, gonna, I was uh, curious after we talked about it yesterday. Yeah, oh. I can't wait to check that out. Yeah, you're, by the way, you're on the, you're on the podcast. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. All right, bye. So, um, so, so you, I apologize. That's I, okay. You were saying the relationship, the do's and don'ts. Yeah, do's and don'ts. And just, you know, you, you're hearing that everything you do, uh, you're going to hell for. No, no, no sin will enter heaven. So if you sin, even, in even a mind. thought in, in your mind, you will go to, so <laughs> find yourself going up to the altar, which is the front of the church where you give your heart over to <laughs> Jesus. I'm doing that every week because I'm sinning all week long. And be like, oh crap! You get oh you get. God. So I carried around. It was it was really terrible life in that, in that especially at that age because you're wearing like this blanket of guilt, like you mentioned, around your and and it's and it's really it's heavy. It's there's a lot of condemnation to it. There's no freedom. There's in no it. none whatsoever. No freedom at all. And so that was kind of that that spiritual roller coaster that I went through, and it was torment, man. To be honest, did you with talk you. to your brother about it? I did. Here's and here's what was difficult for me is that my brother was literally the guy next door that people refer to as just man the, the dude was the nicest guy in the world and when he never said did anything wrong. <laughs> no never like I'm, I'm not kidding he was the greatest big brother ever he was very handy with the, you know with with building things he would offer to build my me and my friends things at the at the house and just so he had this so I just really looked up to him as just the the, the most awesome Model guy. guy never fought never fought he would yeah it was just a weird kind of a he was he's just he's still to that to today just the the sweetest guy so I so but I'm not looking the person you want to come and be like dude yeah I it was like it was like, it was like James Jesus his brother you know what I mean? you don't want to be that guy right was, <laughs> wait so, Jesus had a brother yeah. yes for real mm -hmm. yeah and he didn't yeah. believe that Jesus was the son of God till after Jesus died and was resurrected yeah That's a typical that blow your big mind. brother right, exactly. right, 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 I can't right, let yeah, you know yeah, that right. I think it now Wait yeah you're the die. Messiah yeah <laughs> you a named Jimmy yeah. James. Yeah. No. yo Jimmy you're the Messiah you arrogant prick yeah <laughs> you guys are always paying attention to Jesus this is so ridiculous yeah he's out there walking oh, all he walk. gets nailed to a cross and everyone's gonna fucking <laughs> oh, he shows up three days later what the fuck <laughs> Why does he get to walk on water? Why? Yeah, dad, dad's dad's sure, like sure his dad is in him. It's God. Sure, sure. That's dad, what we're gonna tell everybody. Dad's like live up. Can't you live up to Jesus? <laughs> come on, Jimmy. <laughs> How come you can't do as good as Jesus? Where are your disciples? Where are your followers? <laughs> I got a dog. Like, you walked by a bunch of a bunch of <laughs> Romans and Jews, and they didn't even turn an eye at you. <laughs> Oh fuck! I could do Christian comedy, right? Yeah, you right? Could. I mean, honestly, that's hilarious. So that's that's kind of what uh, that's funny. I've never even thought of my brothers that way, but yes. So he had that. By the way, anything we say, joke wise, you guys are totally gonna. I'll never work on my act. You guys are totally you, can you free to use it? We yeah, talk yeah, yeah. About joke wise with Christian, Thanks. yeah, Thanks. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so keep going. So yeah, so. so that was just that was you know kind of my life. Seeing this, you know, my 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 brother kind of walked the straight and narrow, if you will, and I'm over here. You know, just messing up, just messing up. Left and, and right. You know, I was more curious with you know with life and and outside of our our walk with Jesus. And I'm like, man. And so, uh, so I you know my outside relationship with girls, um, booze, but until nothing until I got to college. Okay. And so that's and it didn't last long. Uh, but I had I experimented in college a little bit. And uh, and uh, funny enough, I went to a Christian university. 
and I got caught drinking, which was a, it was a dry campus. And um, yeah, I know, I know. He doesn't even the know bizarre, what to say right more, now. More, 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 a dry more, campus. That's almost as crazy as Evergreen University out in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so, and I got caught and I got suspended uh, for a football game, man. And it, and so for me, that was because football is my like first love. Yeah. And I'm like, what position? Uh, I was a quarterback, and then of course you, yeah, were. yeah, a fucking course <laughs> you were. So, so, um, so yeah, so I got caught and I was like, man, this, this sucks. So I, I just knew that I had to play by the rules, if you will. So I, I cleaned it up, um, and just stayed away from it. I mean, we casually drink once in a while now. It's not, we're not anti alcohol or anything. We uh, casually drink. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew what that looked like. We're just, we're anti losing self control. That's our goal. It's like, hey, we don't want to be out of control yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and be in a place where we can't be there for somebody or for ourselves or for our kids or yeah, for, yeah. you know, if anybody yeah. does want to talk about God, I don't want to be like, well, you know, uh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to be marshmallow, ready. marshmallow, marshmallow, marshmallow. marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did that. Yeah, I played ball, and then I eventually, like Kristen mentioned, I went overseas and played a little bit over there, which is cool experience to lace them up, do what I loved, and soak up the world a little bit. And that's you know, great. yeah, you guys both had that kind of like yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what drew us together. I mean, yeah. when, you, when you're young and you're 20 and you've been to 25 countries, yeah, it was it, cool. there's not a lot of people that have. And, yeah. and when he had, we really bonded over that. We still love to travel together. It's yeah. it's a huge passion of ours. Yeah. But we met in LA through through friends. Um, yeah. During that time, I was on Idol. So to take you back, we meet as friends. Again, I'm engaged to someone else. We stay friends for three years. He sees me go through a number of different relationships, but is always there for me as a friend and just great advice and never like judged me. You know what I mean? Him and my my friend, Anique, who is the, uh, uh, my maid of honor in our wedding, uh, who she's a believer too. She loves Jesus. And she saw me go through all this and just never judged me through it. She loved yeah. me. She's like... I, I could show up at her house, you know, drunk or something. She'd be like, come on, get in here. I love you, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I felt safe around Danny and I felt safe around Danique. And they were the first two like believers that I knew really loved Jesus deep down that like loved me too. So, sorry, like, Bert's well, listeners, we're going to get Jesus happy. Well, do you want to go into okay. the faith okay. thing it is now? A weird, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a weird thing. And I, I have it. And I, I, have a, a, I have faith. I don't know where... I don't know. I'm maybe I'm in my lost period, but I have faith. I, I, uh, I, I, I pray, but I have a hard time saying that out loud. And I do when I hear Jesus and I hear believer and I hear stuff. It's it's the same. It's a, it's like a weird kind of like a like a a trigger. Like you go Ugh. Yep. like it's a it's a thing. Like sure. when I hear Kirk Cameron talk about Jesus. I, I, the joke I used to say is like, if he just pulled it back a little bit, sure. yeah, I think back. he'd get it so much more like, and, but, and you guys do that, but it's, it's part of the thing. It's like, it's like, it's like the same thing. If you're going to say, you should say, I should say the same thing about gay guys. Hey, don't wear the cowboy boots and the short shorts. If you're gay, <laughs> keep it in the closet. And it's the same thing about religion or black people or anyone. Like I would never say that about black people. Like, yo, pull your fucking pants up. Stop, stop pr not pronouncing words. I would never say that. Sure. But it's a weird comfort to say that with Christianity, right, right. Oh, with yeah. religion, right. yeah. that people go like, like people mock Mormons. Yes. Boy, Mormons are mo some of my favorite fucking human well, beings. Nicest nice people, people ever. Dude, on the planet. I had to explain Mormons to my daughters who we were just in Park City, and I was like, "No, they're fucking awesome." Yeah. They're the, show yeah. me, show me a mean Mormon. Yeah. I, I challenge you this week to go find me a mean Mormon. Yeah. Um, no, but but for us, I think we're always drawn. You know, look, there's always going to be like a restlessness in our in our soul because we weren't designed. Like this isn't the end spot for everybody. Yeah. Like. We're designed to live in another world. Okay, you're gonna give me an anxiety attack talking about that shit. But <laughs> like, no, no, that isn't. I fucking 
At 46 years old, I have panic attacks when I think about the afterlife. Mm. I have legit panic attacks. Well, you shouldn't have panic attacks about that. You should be at peace with knowing that like, we'll talk about this, but anyways. Talk about more of the abundance on earth. Nothing in this life is going to satisfy because we weren't designed to be satisfied in these flesh suits that we're wearing. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. And until we are leaving this earth and going into our spiritual place to be in heaven forever, it's not going to feel good all the time. Even when you are a Christian, it doesn't mean you may not ever have a panic attack again. So I had, we're not designed to be here. This is not our final destination. I had this. It's so funny. You say that this podcast is brought to you by open fit. Open fit is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session. Lose the commute to the gym. And let the workouts come to you. OpenFit takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new simple streaming service that allows you to work out in the comfort of your own home in as little as 10 minutes a day. That's basically 600 seconds. Why OpenFit? I'll tell you why I'm using OpenFit. Because I'm training for a Tough Mudder in April. And OpenFit has a portal that's just for those adventure races. Amazing trainers, amazing classes. OpenFit's led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. Sculpt your body with Andrea Rogers, founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar. Or get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, named by Sports Illustrated as one of the most fittest athletes on the planet. These trainers know how to get results and know how to get results quick. Super simple. Dude, I love they have a 600-second workout with celebrity celebrity trainer Devin Wiggins. I'm telling you when I say this, that is super easy. You can bang that out every single day and you will feel results. I was dead on the tour bus and I was literally panting. Um, lose up to 15 pounds in just the first 30 days. Flatten your abs, shape your body, feel good, look great. I'm really sorry to have to tell you this. Bert, you have cancer. <laughs> you have cancer. Lymphoma cancer. <laughs> it's like given nine months maybe well that would give me enough time to do the open fit challenge it's a 30-day challenge my listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to open fit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days well under the time limit ari's given me all you got to do is text bert to 303030. That's B E R T to 303030. You will get full access of OpenFit, all the workouts, all the nutritional information, totally free. Again, all you got to do is text BERT to 303030. Do you remember 1989, the year the World Wide Web was invented? We have come such a long way in 30 years. So, why does it take the software you use every day at work to be stuck in the past? Take a leap into the future by finding the right software for your business. Captera. Capterra is the leading free online resource to help you find the best software solutions for your business. With over 700,000 reviews of products from real software users, discover everything you need to make an informed decision. Search more than 700 specific categories of software. Everything from project management to email marketing to yoga studio management software. Everything, no matter what kind of software your business needs, Capterra makes it easy to discover the right solution fast. Join the millions of people using Captera each month and find the right tools for their business. Uh, I think Captera is absolutely genius. The idea that if you have a small business and a lot of the guys that listen to this podcast do have small businesses, run them online, and you're looking for things to kind of streamline your business, this is it for you. Just go to Captera, type in whatever the thing you do does 
and they will give you the right software for you to use. And it's that fucking easy. And let me tell you something. The right software can streamline your business to a place where it makes it seamless. Uh, my software right now, now is Halston uh, 7A. And I'm telling you, you, it makes life so much fucking easier. Visit capterra.com slash Burt for free today to find the right tool to make 2019 the year for your business. That's capterra.com slash Burt. Capterra, C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash Burt. Back to the podcast. You are, you are paralleling a conversation I have with a woman. I can't remember her name. She was on my podcast very early on, and she was... I think she had some PTSD things and she went down and did an ayahuasca trip and all her anxiety left and she sat in that chair. This is back when I did the podcast a little differently. Yeah. She sat in that chair and she told me, these are just, we're not meant for these space suits, these suits. No, no. We're, these Earth are just suit. the Earth suits. Are, and it, it was identical and she, was, and she wasn't Christian. She was just like, just like woke in, in, the, sure. in, the, in, the, in the universe of, of psychedelics. Yeah. And she had the exact same conversation. Maybe I either need to find Jesus or take ayahuasca or both. Or both at the same time. I don't know what your journey is going to be, Bert. But I do know <laughs> once you start being uh, uh, open to the idea, look, are you a truth seeker? If you're a truth seeker out there and you're someone that says, I just want to know truth, I would say Jesus is worth the experiment. What are you afraid of to even try it, to even open the Bible? I would say start in the book of John and read that. Don't go in order. Don't, don't go because it's not written meant to be that way. Read the book of John and just open your heart and don't yeah. read it with judgment. Don't read it with like this preconceived idea that like, oh, what, go in, don't tell anyone you're reading it. You don't have to do it. Just give it a try. If you're a truth seeker, yeah. what are you afraid of to do it? It takes just as much faith not to believe as it does to believe. That's right. You know, and so you're, whoever you are, whether you classify yourself as agnostic, atheist, searching, questioning, hate religion, love religion, you think you know Jesus, maybe you even don't know Jesus. You need to like really just say like, I want to know truth. And I'm willing to just say, God, if there's a better way, show me a better way. Okay. And you I'll, know, I'll do that. What is, is John? John. It's a book in the Bible. Yeah. I'll read John. It's a gospel. Tonight. And and I would say. Yeah. So, so they sing it? If you, I don't know. Maybe you could <laughs> ask. That what, I, I'm being serious. No. Is that what that means? No, a gospel means good news. And so <laughs> there's four books in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And those are, those all talk about the, the life of, of Jesus, Jesus walking yeah. on the earth. Yeah. Oh, nice. The, those yeah. take place when Jesus was so it's the here, same so. story told by four different guys, but it's the it's the different, it's accounts. different accounts, different accounts, different accounts. But yeah, <laughs> but but like Billy Graham. Why, I, why do I? I went to All Boys Catholic High School. How come I know so little about the Bible? Well, so, because the, because a lot of churches are guilty of not encouraging people to actually read their word and know what it says for themselves, and they're saying, "Put your trust in me, this guy up here with a funny hat, and trust what I say about the Bible." And I'm like, that's what I was raised in. Like, don't actually open it and read it for yourself. And trust that God's going to use His Holy Spirit to speak to you. I'm reading John tonight. I've read never John. been more. Do they have it on audiobook? Yes, they do. <laughs> do they but the really Bible have? on audio, yeah, you can read. I'll just I'll and do don't, audiobook John. And don't audiobook. focus on. Hey, you might just want to read two verses and let it marinate. Don't feel like you got to read the whole book. Just if you read the the first one, you're going to read John chapter one, one, verse one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. That's heavy. In and of itself, that's verse one. There's a lot of verses in, in John. So just read and go, what the heck? And ask God to speak to you as you're reading it. 
I think and just we all see come, what yeah, happens. And I think we all come to that place. That was for me because of all the things that I mentioned of the legalistic stuff. And you, you, you find yourself, I found myself distancing myself from the church because I'm like, man, I don't want to be associated with the condemnation and things that yeah. come with it. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Like, man, I grew up under that. That just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Plus, you see, it kind of jacks people up. And so for me, I'm like, okay, I don't want to be yeah. associated with that. Um, but I knew that I had to settle the God question. You we know, and, my, and, and we all do in my life. And so, and so kind of like Billy Graham, which was probably the most respected, one of the most amazing yes. figures. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. When I did, I did a little deep dive on him right when he passed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking amazing. amazing. And I did it because of you guys. The library. Yeah. yeah. I did the it because library. of you guys. You yeah. guys went to the fucking library. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. You started in LA? Yeah. yeah. Like, shut up. Yeah. Tent revival right here. At, yeah. At, he, he was interviewed by, you know, Hollywood celebs. I mean, he just, he was phenomenal. His guy. interview with Andy Warhol, is that who? Or no, it, no uh, not Andy Warhol. Um, Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Yeah, uh, if you Google his interview with Woody Allen, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. He just had, he was so settled in his, in his uh, relationship with Christ. And I think yeah. that's where you see, when you see a pointed finger coming out of the church and judgment and all of a sudden, I'm like, are we settled or are we not, right? Yeah. You, you've never you've never won someone over. No one's ever come to know Jesus and the real love that he offers by being condemned and, and pointed out all their flaws. And so for, for us, like Billy Graham, he stood when when he kind of, before, right before he got into the ministry, he went out to the woods and laid open his Bible and he's like, God, I if, either this is real and, and I'm all in or, or it's, it's not. not. Or it's not. And he said, and, and so he just chose like, and if, if your word says what it says and your promises are yes, then I'm going to, I'm going to try this. I'm going to go do it. And he just trusted in that, not on his own understanding and the simple minds that we have, but he trusted on, I serve a big God. And he, if he truly is my creator, then I want to walk with that with my daddy. Right. Yeah. So he, I'm he either going to put all the chips in or I'm yeah. not going to put any on the table at all. Yeah. Because to me, that's the really only choice we have. Yeah. Is is you're either going to believe the whole thing or don't believe any of it at all? Oh, yeah. see, I'm I'm just putting in the blinds. Yeah, I'm yeah. just putting in the yeah. blinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just going, oh, I, uh, I, I yeah. pass. But that's but, that, a, but it's a it's and a that's pro- good to start. But it's like you're gonna get to that point where you're like, <laughs> is it is this is it? look Jesus was either crazy and a lunatic, or he was the son of God. I mean, yeah. there's no weird like, what was he? Yeah. To 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 go through what he went through. I mean, he's that's the litmus test of whether Christianity is true or not. Did God really come down from heaven in the in the flesh of a human to show us a better way to die for the sins of humanity so that we don't have to pay the penalty for what we deserve? None of us here can live a perfect life. We all fall short. The Bible says we all fall short of the glory of God. You're going to be selfish one time. That's not what Twitter says. They say they're all doing it right, and I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, get off Twitter. Very... I tell people, I'm like, there's a lot of wrong snapshots of God's heart that's in culture. <laughs> that, that Things that are being... And now we live in an opinion-drivenated culture more than anything. So you got people that are saying, I'm starting a Christian podcast. And you listen and you're like, oh my gosh, please stop classifying yourself as Christian, you know? Yeah. But you can classify yourself as whatever you want to and gain all these followers and people start thinking you're an expert in that category. And I tell anyone who is seeking agnostic, atheist, we do marriage conferences, we preach at churches, whether people think they know Jesus or not. I'm like, get in your word, people. Read what the word says. It's fine to listen to a podcast here and there, but don't get a wrong snapshot of God's heart for people in your in your soul because that's going to steer you down the wrong way. He's a good God. He's yeah. a good God. Well, now tell me tell me tell me well hang on. I want to hear about the church story that you were telling. Yes. Me. Yes. So, but 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 you came out here. Yeah. You get into groundlings. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're trying to do stand up. You're tra- doing a personal, being a personal trainer. Yeah, that was my livelihood. I was doing stunt work and uh specifically for football commercials. Yeah. Um kind of kind of naturally <laughs> 
fit into that. Um, so I was doubling, you know, NFL quarterbacks and that kind of thing, which was cool. Um, so it was just, a, it was a piecemeal, you know, income that I was bringing in to survive in LA. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was kind of my, my thing. Comedy was my- Go to church? Uh, occasionally, like Kristen. Okay, okay. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. When we but, started dating, we moved in together right away. Yeah, moved in right away. And, uh, and then we had, after sort of the infatuation stage, you know, ended, the the real you starts coming out and and it and it caused some some friction in our relationship and it was it was tough we we both had dysfunction that we came from we quickly got into a codependent relationship just trying to get our emotional needs met by the other person and when they didn't meet those expectations and it just got nasty we had so, a lot of high highs and a yeah, lot of low yeah, yeah. lows we knew how to have fun and but but man we just had no coping methods whatsoever when an argument came you just blow up and then the next blow up is worse because you're dumping the past blow up on that one. And so it yeah. was, a, it was a vicious cycle. And, and then man, I run into a friend that I had known before that wasn't walking with God at all, had nothing to do with them and bump into, uh, to her. And she has, she was like transformed, like for real, it was, it was very genuine. And she's like, Danny, man, God changed my life. And it, uh, man, it spoke to me. I was like, dude. And, and, and I, I was I, rolling my eyes. It, I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. here we go at this and, time. In my yeah. Life. And the, the, the greatest thing that I saw was, was humility that I never saw from this girl before. And so for me, I, it, it spoke to me. And like two weeks later, uh, she invited me to church. She invited us to church. And, and two weeks later, I'm like, Kristen, would you be willing to, to go to church? And I was uh, like, no, <laughs> I've been to church my whole life. Uh, I went every Sunday. Why are we going to go to church? It's not going to do anything. Yeah. But I went for him because I loved him. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to go yeah. one time, one and done. We're going to go one time. So we go to this church. Yeah. Go to the church, and uh, and it was it was a bigger kind of move and shaking church that you've seen, and we were about five minutes late. The ushers, you know, with their like secret service, you know, <laughs> headphones, like right down, man, they they bring us down to like row two, you know, right in the thick of things, and it's just like bumping. The music was uh, phenomenal. It was like, but it was weird because they were all raising their hands during worship, which I did not grow up. And I was like, do all these people have a question while the music's playing? What's happening? Why are we raising our hands? <laughs> and and so I was like, okay, we got through the music. And the pastor comes out and gives a great message. I respected the guy. I was like, wow, that was a really, it was applicable to life. Like it wasn't a lot of standing and sitting down and I don't know what I'm doing now. And, and it was just, he told real stories. He yeah. was honest about his past and where he had come from and he had been a drug addict and all these yeah. things. And I was like, all right, this guy's cool. And then at the end, they do an altar call, which is where they say, if you would like to give your life to Jesus, raise your hand or, and come forward. And I was like, people are, gonna get up maybe and go forward yeah. that's weird and i feel danny stand up and i'm like dear god please tell me he's going to the bathroom like <laughs> like i'm going home with him i'm going home with him after this service yeah and so he gets up and goes forward and he's like crying at the altar and i'm like oh my god and so we i'm trying to get out of the church fast as possible when they release people i'm like we're going he makes a detour to the bookstore. This church had a bookstore. First of all, I was like, what kind of church has a bookstore? And he goes and he starts buying all these new believer books, like materials. <laughs> and then he starts signing up for ministries, like the men's ministry and like serving in areas like day one, he's basically wrestling snakes and talking in tongues on the way to the parking lot. And I'm I like, I have a visual of the congregation coming out all dressed in white, carrying Danny on their shoulders. And you're outside dressed in black, smoking a cigarette, like this motherfucker. I'm like, oh that's hilarious God, like i agreed to go to church with a guy one time i thought i knew everything there was to know about church and then we're just gonna go and get a few nuggets and then go home yeah. and live the way we've always lived and, and he's and i'm like oh. so it's quiet on the way home i didn't even know what to say yeah i did not know what to say we're in, at home and he starts reading the bible like every day 
Like I was so annoyed. And I and I would be like upstairs getting my, like putting my makeup on and I had this sixth sense of like when the Bible would open in the house. I was like, I would be like, do my makeup. Yeah. He's downstairs. I knew, I just knew he starts reading the Bible and I was like, there is a Bible and it is open in the house. You know, I mean, I was just like, yeah. like and, and, it would, and that would cause a fight. That would cause a fight. The fact really? that he's reading the Bible. And then he start, he stopped fighting back. That was the biggest change for me. I would, I would do my normal, like say something and just pick a fight and like, let's fight. Like we always do. Come on. And then we'll yeah. be quiet for three days and then someone will start talking and it'll be okay. And he just, God was working on his heart going, just love her. I know she's a handful. I know she's going to do this, but you need to love her. Now, were the- you cool? Were you cool at this moment? If you're like, hey, if she never accepts God, then that's our path. No. <laughs> <laughs> not, not in the sense that you will know Jesus, but I, I wasn't settled because the the, pe- the peace that I was experiencing, I wanted for her because yeah. she was so unsettled. And uh, and it was a wrestling that I had even to, to go up, you know, to, to, rewind a little bit of why I even went forward is that people would say, man, Danny's a nice guy, but man, I was wrestling with the, with like we all do. We're just selfish people. I mean, that's the, that's the sin, the root of sin is selfishness. And so I lived that life basically for me, but even in my niceness, there was manipulation attached to it. And so I, I, and so I wasn't settled. And, and so I felt like I wanted to ultimately break the addiction of me. I, there was no satisfaction. I'm so addicted to me. Yeah, yeah but but, so and, and, but yeah. yeah, and more than ever. But man, there's 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 not freedom in that. I think we we that's like our dailies, right? I mean, we're on social media. I mean, that's our that's mm-hmm. you know what we do, yeah. and so it's a lot about you. But when you when you find yourself when I when I started kind of being transformed and realized that life, I felt like life really began for me when I learned to serve others and take the giftings that I was given by God and say, man. This wasn't really meant for me, even though I get rewarded, but I'm serving other people like you do, Bert. I mean, you're going out and you're, 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 you're pr- providing medicine to people and, and having them laugh and forget about their things. And so, but you get fulfilled in return because you're like, man, this is where I'm, you're in your calling. You're you're calling. Like, this is what my purpose is. God's my giving you the gift of laughter. And so, so that was kind of the, the decision to do that. So cut to, we're in our house and I started experiencing this in this peace and kind of more seeking truth and, and understanding it. And I really wanted it for Kristen because at that point she was more unsettled than ever because here this guy that we have a codependent relationship makes a decision to follow God mm-hmm. and she's like it freaked her it scared her she's like what is now this ex- you know what does he expect of well, me well it changed the dynamic of our relationship our conversation yeah. I'm like I don't want to talk about God and so what are we going to talk about now how am I going to relate <laughs> to him and so things got worse before they got better yes and, you, um, and in order to get better you had to schedule an exorcism correct? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically how great but, would that be? unbeknownst but, to her but yeah, when you said over. like were you cool if she didn't find God look it was a hard season for Danny he had a lot of talk with his friends you know like what do I do man it's like this is hard now and I and I'm not as attractive to someone who's doing that anymore I'm you 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 want to be equally yoked as what the the Bible calls it's like you want to have those big things in life in agreement you can differ on this that or the other but at the end of the day it's like how are we raising our babies? How are we? What do we believe? What do you think about? How that? are we going to retire? How are we? Yeah, all those things. I think about that all the time. Hey, and in the and in the midst of this, in the midst of of us, you know, not seeing eye to eye, uh, I started getting vision of us uh, really doing what we're doing now, which is I don't want to sound freaky about it, but I but I started really getting vision of her and I 
in the long haul together, working together, doing something cool with purpose. And so when I started, and that was really what was hanging me on, if you will, to be like, man, in the roughest times, man. And I think that's for all of us not to bail on on things that you feel like, man, this is what I'm called to do. Even in the roughest times, like, man, that pers- perseverance, that's like, that builds character, right? Yeah. And so when you're like, when you feel like, man, forget this. And I feel like in relationships, we're more guilty of that than ever of saying, Times are tough. I'm Peace, out. I'm Deuces. out. Right? But man, the most rewarding relationships in our life, I think we can speak to, are the ones that have gone the distance. You mentioned your friend earlier. I mean, if you get into like a brotherly fight, or I mean, those things like when you can come on the other side of it and be like, dude, I respect you, man. I'm yeah. down. And you are. And I realize that you're with me. You're in the trenches. And so that was for, for me to see what Chris and I like start seeing like long term, even though the, the it was mucky in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I'm stepping on my tippy toes if I'd have to, to see down there what we're going to do. And I just kind of held on to that. So yeah, cut to- uh, Really, he started getting the eyes of faith and yeah. not looking at current circumstances and going, no, I see us going here. And even though you're a stinker right now, Kristen, <laughs> which I totally was like a big stinker, um, he's he had friends in his life that were like, man, what if- you're only here on this earth for Kristen's heart. Like, mm. what if you're, you you got to stick this out and love her? Like, don't get married yet. Don't commit that, but like, love her. So we end up breaking up, <laughs> moving yeah. out. Yeah. Not because of like, go ahead. We were in New York why. City. We were in New York City uh, and we had a, we had a blow up and at a at the rainbow room yep. in new york city got a fight at got a, a fight in the, in the fancy restaurant in the restaurant and uh and go our separate ways basically and i'm kicking the curb and about midnight in new york city and man i felt like god was just speaking to me he's like man you need to i i want her heart and you need to get out of the way quit trying to, give trying, trying to give trying to give like you know how pe- people are guilty of that they find yeah. jesus and they got to tell everybody like, no you need this right and and you know i was guilty of that at times and and uh and so i'm like he's like you need to you need get to step away. away you need get to get out, out of the way. way so so i i'm like i so we got back to LA. We actually took separate flights back to LA. It was that. You know it's a bad fight when you pay a change fee to take a separate flight home. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's a fight. Like yeah. I don't even want to uh, sit by you. Yeah, I that happened with me and my entire family one time. Oh, Ooh, that's yeah. Fun. My yeah. dad, my dad and my, it was yeah, it was a rough it was a fight. Good one. Yeah, yeah. It was a rough fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know it's bad like your money is like that's an idol from you're not getting rid of your money. I'm like, dude, I don't care what the change fee is. We're not sitting yeah. next to each other. Yeah. yeah. So, so I get, get back, I break up break up with the Kristen and uh and and really I was just kind of commissioned to pray for her just like pray from a distance i want to just can pray and, and and just be um you know just believe just love her from a distance be believe for the best so so yeah but we were still going to the same church which is fun when you break up and you're going to the same church and you're sitting on opposite sides of the sanctuary <laughs> and i was like raising my hands looking over to see like was danny was he here you know and yeah. but my heart hadn't fully changed it i respected the pastor's words i respected the whole like church that i was in there's a women's conference at that church that danny was praying that i would get to yeah. i go during the time we're broken up, I pulled up all my old friends that I used to party with and went back to my old ways, like 100%, like yeah. during the time we yeah. were broken up. How long and, is this time you guys were broken up? Uh, a couple months. Okay. Yeah. And um, and it was immediate. I was just like, man, and, and, because you go back to what's familiar and what was always your 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 medication, so to speak, and your, the things that would like help medicate you and make you feel better in the moment until you find real peace. And nothing nothing can counterfeit the peace of God. It might for a moment, you might find something that, oh, I felt good when I did that for a second, but the peace of God is the only thing that sustains and nothing can replicate yeah, it. That's right. And so I hadn't found that yet. I get to this women's conference, I have my club clothes on, I'm gonna go to like Spider Club or whatever was the cool club at the time back yeah. then, and I was just gonna go in for a minute. And this woman was on stage preaching and it was like she was reading my mail. It was like a, there was a thousand women in the room and it's like she was just talking to me and I was like super annoyed. I was like, I almost like left like like five times, but I stayed. 
and then they did an altar call that night and I was the first one up there. Me. Same thing same thing that happened to you. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. I was the first I felt like angelic hosts were like pushing me up. I, I'm not the type of person that would do that in front of people. I'm like yeah. so conscious about what people think and like and, and I go, I'm the first one up there and I was the last person to leave. I don't know if anyone else even came up that night, yeah. but they were like, man, it's, you gotta go, it's 1030. Like people They're are vacuuming. Leaving, you know. They're yeah. vacu- <laughs> vacuuming the altar. I'm like, she don't understand. Jesus like, is getting off the cross. Hey, even yeah. I'm going home. <laughs> exactly. It's You're okay, good. lady. You're good. Um, I bled. I, I bled and died. But I bled and died. It's over. Um, but I was like, I was almost mad because I'd been in church my whole life and not ever experienced the realness or presence of God. And that can happen. You can watch, just because it says church on the building, don't let that deceive you. Mm. The presence of God is not in a lot of churches. There's a scripture that says you can have a a form of godliness and be void of everything that has to do with God at the same time. That's real. So there's a lot of deception in every area. Look, you you got it. I mean, there's people use atheism as a way to make money and write books on it yeah. people use religion as a way to make money and do this on i'm like and i would say to anyone to go back to our truth seeking talk man just dump all that out dump what culture has put on any of those that's categories right. and seek it for yourself that's yeah, right that's true. so then you find it you find it you feel a change oh yeah and then call him that night and he answers and he had not answered my phone in two months i was trying so you call him yeah he answers and you're just like tell him what was i saying yeah well it was funny because but i'm i looking. got bit by the god bug danny yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> I, found Jesus, baby. What do do I had a tambourine i was like hi <laughs> I, I fuck with you now <laughs> We can get with this. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of watching the clock, and I was, and I was just—I didn't know if she was going to get to that conference or not. But man, she called, and uh, and I, I literally, in her voice, I heard something that I really had never heard from Kristen. That was humility. I saw I, this deep humility that I knew was real, man. Almost like the girl that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. It was crazy. I was like, man, she's like, I God, this is crazy. I, I was, I, I, I'm sorry. First of all, yeah, I'm sorry. For being a stinker. And that was huge. And, and I had this, like, God put it on my heart all that night. Like, you need to call this person. You need to write a letter to this person. You need to do this person. <laughs> Just whether they respond or not. So a moment of clarity. Yeah. And she, yeah. And, one, and one thing that, that stuck out was she, she stood out was that she felt like God reached down through a cloud of fear. That, that just kind of yeah. hovered over her life yeah. and like rescued her. And and that was big for me. So we, she called, she's like, hey, can you meet up? I'm like, man, absolutely. Cause I love the girl, man. I yeah. mean, you know, going back to the, the, the airport story, I always had a heart for Kristen. Um, not to be weird, I, I, I initially, I felt like kind of a big brother, just kind of like, cause I, I knew town, I knew Hollywood, I knew the town, I knew it swallowed people up. And so, and so cut to her dating, I certainly, you know, fell in love with her and so, we, she's like, Hey, do you want to, you want to meet up? I'm like, yeah. So we go and she just starts, man, it just starts coming out of her. You know, I'm, I'm weeping. Cause I'm like, man, I just, I, I love this girl. I see that she's being, uh, she's being, she, she experienced love, the love of God for the very first time. And, and it's something that doesn't come with conditions, man. That's what's that's yeah. so cool. So then, so then, okay. So you guys get back together. Yep. Yep. You decide to get married. Yep. Well, we um, stayed living apart. We stopped having sex. So the, for the first year and a half we were together, we lived together. We're having <clears> sex, even though we were going to church, all that yeah. stuff. We break up. Yeah. We have separate places. We, st- I mean, it was like we dated two different yeah. people. Started honestly, getting, starting getting counseling. We I got, we got counseling. Premarital counseling. So that's where I want to move to. Yeah. So, so, so you guys then are living separately. Stop having sex. Mm-hmm. Made a lot of changes. And then, and then, when do you start having sex again? Marriage night. 
Oh, shut the fuck yeah. up! No, and I it was that was so good. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. crazy. It was, it was awesome. awesome. It was it was it was because awesome. you guys knew how to do it. You knew what each other liked. Yeah, You're like yeah. oh shit, I forgot I can ride bikes. Yeah, and it it was it was a it was a it was a healthy relationship, man. The, the the first year and a half was was like I said, dysfunctional, jacked up, and then we get into a relationship where it was just different. It wasn't it wasn't perfect, wasn't easy. Yeah, but we, I never felt more pursued as mm. a woman in my life than I did the year and a half we stopped having sex lived separately because i'm like dude this guy is willing yeah. i'm like is willing to like it's not that danny didn't want to people yeah. make fun of guys that do that i'm like it's not that they don't want to they're not they're not not a man and like don't have yeah. that urge i mean they're like exhibiting crazy amounts of self-control yeah. and it's telling me like you honor god honor. and you honor me that's that's the yeah. big first thing. of all you're gonna wait that long for me to do that and so it was it was amazing yeah. and i'm glad that we have that perspective because now we're able to i i get people that live together i get people that yeah. have sex before marriage I, there is no look god is all about heart transformation and not behavior modification just give him your heart don't worry yeah. about yeah do i have to change this behavior do i have to do that do i have to do that like just give him your heart and yeah. see what happens yeah so, and we mess up by pointing the finger at pointing toward the behaviors instead of like man pointing them just toward jesus and say yeah he's gonna love you so then you guys leave LA, go back to Indianapolis. That's yeah. where you're from. Yeah. Yep. And you start doing the videos. Yeah. We just like, we just like, like, did you get a job in Indianapolis? No, <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no. So we we're out here. We actually started the videos in LA. Yeah. But because not the, regularly. Not regularly. It was, like it was sporadic. sporadic. Yeah. The, the, the social media thing really changed things traditionally, how you get work in LA, especially for Kristen as a television host, her jobs were getting taken by YouTubers. You know, yeah. and yeah. so it affected our. I remember our... this one job I had forever. I was like, always had the job. Yeah. And then one time I lost it, and I was like, who am I losing this job to? And they're like, I don't know, some girl licked a PlayStation Four, and <laughs> the video went viral, or photo went viral, or something. And we're gonna let her host it because she's got a lot of people on. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what? She's yeah. never hosted a show. And so yeah. you go, fuck it, I'll just join them. Well, we yeah, we <laughs> yeah. Did, we didn't have a presence I was online. Like, Does anybody have a PlayStation Four? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have a a presence online, and 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 I was doing my comedy. I had a friend going like, man, you need to start trying to do something online, you know, to put you know butts in the seats, you know, to where you perform. Yeah. So then, but Chris and I, going back to that that story I mentioned about always seeing vision of us working together, we were like, man, maybe this is the, the opportunity. Yeah. And so we started, we, we shot a couple of videos out here uh, in LA. They started resonating with people and encouraged us to do more. But at the time we were still sporadically or uh, piecemealing work together to survive. And then Indiana represented, man, more, more disposable income, family support, we can go back there because it's hard when you work together. So we're like, hey, we go back there. Um, we're leaving out the whole. Danny used to go pray in the mountains yeah, yeah, <laughs> every January yeah, to get. Yeah. By the way, by the way, we're gonna do we're gonna do uh, a follow up podcast. Okay, to this. okay, okay. But, uh, I'm not, so so anyways, for there's time more reason, of the story. No, no, no. Yeah, for yeah. time reason, because I'm I'm looking at a house. Yeah. Uh, oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, whatever. Okay, what? But um, oh, but, boo. What do you want no, me to do? Cheer or boo? I don't know. Uh, no, it's out of my price range. <laughs> oh, it's out of boo. my price range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but we're gonna do a follow up podcast because I'm in Indianapolis on my tour. Oh, nice. And I'll have a podcast set up on my tour bus. Awesome. So uh, we're gonna do a follow-up podcast, and then I'm gonna go to church with you guys. Awesome, what? awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, why not? What the fuck? I'm up for the truth. I've dude, I've done all the drugs there are to do. Awesome. Let's try some Jesus. <laughs> the Jesus drug. Yeah. I'll make sure our pastor has lots of Jesus juice ready that do day. Do you guys Bart. have like a noon church thing? Oh yeah. Is it early? I think always. Our church has a 4 p.m. They do. They actually have 11. I wouldn't mind a happy hour church. <laughs> so so communion. Yes, I'll take two. <laughs> so wait, but let's get to you guys. I want to because if. I want to make sure that we wrap this up nicely sure. with what you guys are doing now. Uh -oh, you okay. guys go out now and you and you speak mostly to couples, right? Mm -hmm. y to, yeah. to relationships. Yep. Yeah. And you preach kind of about uh, 
Laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. yeah. Making sure there's joy in your home. First yeah, of all, are yeah. you laughing together? Because yeah. that's a sign if you're not. You, yeah. know, you need to, there's always those vital signs in relationships that we kind of don't look at. And we get into this familiar grind of just yeah. the mundane ho-humness of life. And it's like, what are, how are your vital signs in your marriage doing? Yeah. And we're very passionate about, we, we're, we celebrated 10 years this past year yeah. and we've had a lot of this and we know we're still gonna have a lot of up and downs for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Sure. And we don't know it all, but we, we share a lot of funny stories. Just some of the stuff that we've talked to you about, finding the Lord. Yeah. Now, how do we deal with Dan Danny's personality? He loves people. He's relationship driven. I'm super results driven. And so to the point sometimes where I'm like, quit talking to people and let's get to the goal. You know what I'm saying? And he's yeah. like, but meet Bob. I, I found this great guy. And, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, but Danny, that's Bob's not the goal right now. Like, so we, how does, how does that work when you guys go to a, a conference and talk? Do you do like an hour? I mean, I'm just curious, yeah, yeah, yeah. like from a performer standpoint, do you do an hour and That's do you guys have a, a set list set up of like, these are our bullet points, these are what we're gonna do? Yeah, like, great question. Yeah, we, we to, to, to rewind a little bit, when we went to Indiana to the videos, um, the videos that weren't Jesus related, weren't even yeah, relationship related. I didn't know you guys were you Christian. Yeah, until yeah. I exactly. Met your family. Yeah, so we we were doing just things to, to have fun and lip sync. Yeah, so people were laughing. They were kind of connecting, and then we started getting calls to go out and perform, mainly entertain at live events. Yeah, and so we corporate go out, events. Corporate like events. Yeah, we were clean. A corporate event, they're like, look, I just need to know that you're a clean comedy yeah. or whatever you're gonna do. So we started doing, doing like, clean comedy entertainment, hosting them, seeing that kind of thing, and then uh, and then the opportunity opened up to to buy one church that said, hey, we're having a marriage conference. Can you come and speak? And uh, and it was cool because God is really using our story that we just shared with everyone about our kind of walk and testimony to go out talk about that. So to answer your question about what do we do when we go out, it, it, it kind of is different all the time. We have the nights that we just do the fun and laughter stuff. Um, we may incorporate a little bit of teaching if it's at a church, which is about an uh, hour and a half to two hours long. Um, and then, but we have the occasional marriage conference, which is like a whole day Saturday, kind of like a, a nine to sessions. one sessions and they're sessions. So yes, yeah. to answer your question, we have set topics that we talk about. Um, they're, they're kind of catered depending on where we are sometimes, but we'll talk about the big picture of marriage. Why knowing the why you're, you know, why God, why are you, know, you married? Well, why are you married? If you don't know your why in anything, yep, you're going to lose, you're your, way. lose your way That's at some right. point. That's right. And so, so we, we talk about vision and keeping vision very teamwork. You know, Working as a team, big. I'm a big team guy, obviously in sports. Uh, so working as a team and how that looks. Danny yeah. always comes over like when I go to Crazy Town as a woman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I go to Crazy Town, not as a woman. Anyone, men can go to Crazy Town. Um, but crazy town. when I go to Crazy Town, I go more than he does. That's why I mentioned. Me. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, you guys. Uh, I'm Kristen. My wife is Danny. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go to Crazy Town, and he'll always. In my love language, if you've ever heard of love languages, it's like how you receive love and then how you choose to to give love. I'm a physical touch person. If, yeah. if someone hugs me or just puts a hand on my leg, something, yeah, I'm like, yeah. it, it calms me down. Mm -hmm. And so when I go to crazy town, I don't even know what's happening and I can't think and all the chemicals in my brain are going like this. He'll come over and just put his hand on me. He's like, babe, we're on the same team. Yeah. And I can't tell you how for us, how revolutionary that was. To, for him to know that yeah. I needed that yeah. and it would like cut through all the chemicals that were happening, yeah. the, just the touch. Yeah. And I'd be like, you're right. Why yeah. am I fighting against you? Yeah. I'm mad at other, most of the time it's other things like unseen forces that are just irritating you mm -hmm. and you take it out on the people that are closest yeah. to you. We're on the same team. And, and then like, take these two pills and yeah. settle down. <laughs> so, so where does this, where does this, where do you want this journey to go? Like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Yeah, we like, have a, we have a heart for relationships. We, we do, um, you know, whether you're married or not. And uh, when we, we, we talk about 
sort of righteous or healthy relationships to those who aren't married. And we talk um, the healthy and what probably God intended to, you know, for that to look like in marriage. And so we just, we talk about that. We know our own struggle. We know what life looked like before we incorporated God into our life yeah. and then after. And it's just a drastic difference. And big picture for career wise, real quick. do it. But we, we want to do, you mentioned podcasts. We have more, we want to just keep yeah. expanding um, our laughter is the best medicine reach doing family friendly videos where God is always welcome. Sometimes we talk about it. You guys did the vlog mm-hmm. and it's almost like you kind of stopped vlogging a little bit because hey, well, babe, one, come out to the man cave real quick. I love that you have her saved as baby doll in your yeah, phone. Super yeah. cute. Oh, but but I, it's the best because we all pronounce it the way our car says it. When I say call baby doll, it goes calling baby doll. <laughs> baby doll. <laughs> Why is it Russian? Baby doll. I, call I your no baby idea. doll right now. <laughs> call the baby doll and so do then, the thing. So then you guys have a podcast in in, in, in mind the works? Yeah, in the works, yeah. yeah yeah and we didn't just want to do it like we thought about it but we didn't want to like just do it with no intention yeah. or plan and the biggest challenge bert is that we're a team of two and so when you talk about this hi. is my wife leanne hi How baby doll hi. i'm danny this is kristen and danny Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. We're so excited to talk to Bert and meet you and get to know you guys better. We're going to hook up when he's in Indianapolis. Indianapolis, yeah. They live in Indy. And so uh, when I'm in Indianapolis, I'm going to have them come out to the show. And uh, and then I'd like them to come out to the show. And then we'll do a podcast from the bus. Halston will fly out. And so you'll see Halston again. Hey, and then, and then, and then, Leanne. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 We did it. We, we, yeah, we, we turned went, it off we after 15 the minutes. Yeah. But then we were, I was like, I am so offended. No, we did. Yeah. Wait, have you seen us? Yeah. And you're and then, growing. Here's the big, here's the big kicker, Leanne. I'm going to church with them. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're actually going to bring the church congregation with us to see him. No, you're not. We're going to bring a choir on the bus. Can you hear her no, at all? That'd be amazing. Bring a choir on, on the bus. Yeah. Like we'll sing. I don't know. Hey, this is a gift for you. And while Baby Doll's here, you can just open it because it's fun. It's gifts from Indiana and one from Texas. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, and you, you could open the card later. I know I saw it on his phone and I was yeah. like, now I'm going to. So, if, uh-huh. I don't know if you've been to Indianapolis before, but St. Yes, Elmo's. I have. Yes, okay, I have. Okay, so okay. St. Elmo's Steakhouse Fuck yes. is, uh, so is one of the best. Oh, is this your mug. cup? That's our yeah, mug. Yeah. best medicine it's mug. Yep. Start with a. Uh, is this a smoke. soap? Hoosier <laughs> oat and honey because we're Hoosiers in Indiana. Hoosiers? And that's homemade goat milk soap. Take this on the tour bus with me. There you go. Oh my God, this looks edible. Yeah. That's my mom's banana bread, my Texas yeah. mom, yeah, and it's yeah. amazing. Listen to Leanne just got perked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And a chocolate race car. Indy 500, Indy baby. 500. Oh, it's a chocolate race car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's no marijuana in this. No, sorry. Yep. 10 years ago, I probably could have hooked you up, but not now. <laughs> <laughs> and this is really sweet. Your address is... Uh... Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we just wanted to just tell you that we love you. Yeah. I, like you're like family oh, already. And man. I'm so glad we get to meet your wife. Yeah. And is it Halston or Austin? Halston. So thanks for having this us, is man. This really great. No, this has been great. I I, uh, I I want you guys to start a podcast. And the reason I wanted to have you guys on here is I, I uh, people, a lot of podcasting is really interesting. And I think a lot of people um draw strength from two of my best friends are tom segura and christina pajinski and they have a podcast it's about them and i know for a fact that a lot of people uh in their own relationships where they f- are lacking sometimes they will kind of uh adopt the sensibility that tom and christina have and they'll have an inside joke and they'll find things to make mm-hmm. each other laugh I-, I know that you and tom and christina would have absolutely nothing in common as couples <laughs> trust me but 
what you guys have together is the same thing that they have together. And I think what I notice when I, because we, Tom and Christina and I share a lot of the same fans, when they come out, their relationship as a couple is similar to Tom and Christina's. Mm. And I thought that's super cool that a couple can then, and, and I think people, a lot of people see themselves in me and Leanne. Leanne has a podcast called Wife of the Party. I see myself, Wife, of the, Wife party. of the Party. But she started a podcast because she was a little lost and didn't know what she was doing and didn't feel like she had a purpose. And she started a podcast and now she loves it and it's thriving. It's, it's really changed awesome. her as a person. You can see it in her face. Like when you said she found Jesus, Leanne found Jesus when she found a purpose in life. Yes. And, and she, she started her podcast and well, she was motivated. Well, our purpose is connected to our creator. That's where yeah. I would say. I'm like, yeah. you're tapping into what you were designed to yeah. do yep. for this moment in time. And mm -hmm. there's, you know, I always wonder like, why am I born at this time? Like, why wasn't I born? In a, and it's like, well, things are evolving out of this place where whatever God put in me is there's tools available now for me to do that and to birth something that only you can birth. But I think you guys starting a podcast would be very healthy. And I don't think that every single one of my listeners would be like, I see myself and Kristen and Danny. I hope it didn't I, make you lose but, listeners. No, no <laughs> not at all. You have no idea the people I've had on this fucking podcast. <laughs> oh, there have been people that are like, bro, I'm still with you, but no more of that guy. <laughs> I see your comments. And you know what was so cool? Is oh, do not read my comments. Do not read any fucking comments. Well, like, we had ahead. some people come over to us that were so, they're like, I'm here because Bert sent me. Or, yeah. you know, Bert yeah. told me to come here yeah. or this side or the other. And everyone was so respectful. Even people that were like, I don't really dig what y'all do, but yeah. I just wanted to come by and check you guys out. And I was like, thanks, man. They're cool. The, the people that listen to this are cool. They're just cool. They're not They're not dicks. They don't get online to fuck with you. I mean, they do sometimes, but it's always in good fun. Yeah. You know, me and Tom break balls a lot. And so they'll do it back and forth for us. And sometimes it hits close to the bone and sometimes it doesn't. But I think you guys starting a podcast and just and and sharing sharing what you guys are fine what you do on stage sure and in a weekly with a lighthearted take could be good for people mm. and 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 it'd be really good for people mm. you know thank you for the, the thanks baby doll no <laughs> but that was directed uh, to her. but so uh but we're gonna are we still gonna go look at that house so we're gonna go look at a house. We'll walk you guys out. I'll see you in Indianapolis. Awesome! And, so and exciting. Hopefully, I mean, maybe I don't know what our our log line is, but maybe we can do the follow up and attach them together. I don't know when. I don't know when we'll release this. We have, we're backlogged a lot for this tour. Absolutely. Hey, no but, worries. Um, but uh, when are you in Indy? Uh, oh wow! I'm in, no, I'm not. Oh, I am next week. Yeah, it is next week. Oh, I'm next Dude, week. Dude, so that they oh, mean motherfucker. So who knows on, when's on. gonna Here, air? Hang on, I, I'll tell you. I'm on. I'm in Indy. At the Egyptian, yeah, yeah. room, yeah, Egyptian, Egyptian room. room at the Marat. Yeah, uh, I have two shows: one at seven and one at ten. Look at you, got an indie base. And oh fuck, I don't think I can go to church. All right, unless we'll bring our know. pastor to you. <laughs> can you imagine sitting in the front row? Who's this clown? Bring oh. just bring bring your most open-minded Christian friend, like yeah. just someone who's like he's cool, he gets it. I just want to see how I register with oh, them. We got, I am we in oh, St. Louis the next the next day. Yeah, but, we'll, uh, we'll but do whatever. You, and if it doesn't what, what, what work out, the week hey, we're just coming out that weekend regardless, right? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be awesome. So Saturday on the nineteenth, we'll podcast. podcast. Saturday the nineteenth, we're there. We're in okay. town. Okay, we'll podcast yeah. and we'll tether these two. Okay, and then hopefully if we can find a way, I would love maybe I can get the bus to leave the next. How far is St. Louis from Indianapolis? About four hours. I can probably leave the next morning, and then me and Halston will go to church with you. That would be amazing. Depends on what time is church. We can go to 9 a.m. if you're if I mean, you're there's, down. A, there's yeah, an yeah, early yeah, service. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah, they have them in the a.m.s. All right, yeah. Uh... They got them in the a.m.s. <laughs> um, and there's a Saturday night service. So, I, but, yeah, anyways. yeah. 
And I and I heard uh, I heard Joe Rogan and, and Bill Burr talking about their weren't they saying they were gonna go to Joe Olstein's church or something? Yes. Like that? They, did you? Do you listen? I know you like Bill. Had Bill they're, Burr. They're, they're both good to my yeah, two of my friends. Yeah. yeah. But they, <laughs> Dude, yeah. We they love, love I listened them. to their to their whole talk on on church and and some it of the was, bizarre we cracking up parts of it, which is very they're, funny. Yeah, they're really great guys. Um, yeah, this is gonna be great. I'm really glad I connected with you guys. Yeah. Us too. Thanks, yeah. man. Thank no. to your glad listeners. Like yeah. so cool that letting us come on and. We're just excited to know you. Absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Well, to be continued. To be be continued. continued. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.